You're listening to a China-US focused podcast recorded this week in London on Monday, June twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. Hello, I'm James Chow. Welcome to this podcast, where I look at the China-United States relationship, what's been happening on that front over the past seven days, but in particular how it's interplaying with other major events around the world. This week, as I said, I'm over in London, which was particularly fascinating—the second anniversary of the Brexit referendum, that decision to leave the European Union. About a hundred thousand people, newspapers say, filling the streets of central London in favour either for a second referendum or at least for a better deal and a huge public expression. That they want something better for themselves. I went to the end of that march and spoke to a police officer there. She told me about thirty thousand people,、uh, estimated to have participated outside in Parliament Square, outside the House of Commons. Trade is one of the big issues for Brexit and how that's going to affect the UK economy and its position more widely in the world. The identity. Of the UK in a changing world, and I think that's in some way not so different to what we're seeing with the looming trade war over in China and the United States. I'm going to cover a couple of quick stories before I head off to that main one. So here are a couple of stories to start off that we're covering in depth on the China US Focus website. Trade tensions spiraling this week after Donald Trump announced tariffs on Chinese products, and quickly followed by China's promise to reciprocate with a set of its own tariffs. If, as he says, China insists on going forward with the new tariffs that have been recently announced, the White House statement implies that escalations will continue, measure for measure, tit for tat, until one side backs down, but with no side seeming to do that so far. On to the next now. Kim Jong Un was in China for a third time in less than three months this week. The Chinese media is saying that Kim's newest talks with President Xi Jinping will have reassured him that China stands behind it as it switches its focus now to economic development. That was a two-day trip, during which Kim went to an agricultural institute and also a rail traffic control center, indicating a possible adjustment of his and also North Korea's strategic priorities from nuclear development to economic development, as well as a push, maybe. To copy the methods of China's own economic success, Chinese President Xi Jinping says that Beijing is ready to share its experience with Pyongyang. And while we talk about trade wars and geopolitical events, we can't forget the aging population. In China, is taking a new spotlight as economists are concerned about another possible indicator of plateauing growth. By 2030, there'll be more people aged 65 years and older than the segment of the population that is currently 14 years and younger. The imbalance could apply a new pressure on the younger generations to collectively generate an economy that's strong enough to support its aging population. That was the news. On to our analysis. Keep listening for that.
So the trade war has been talk for a couple of months and moved from talk to action in particularly the last couple of days. What we can't forget, though, is the human angle of this story. We can get very consumed by the numbers, by the trends, by the predictions. But at its heart, we're talking about businesses. And behind every business, we're talking about business leaders, their families, their workers, and also the communities they represent. And not forgetting what impact that will then have on consumers and their ability to earn and therefore their ability to spend, of course. This week was very important. Wilbur Ross appeared before the US Senate. Probably not the reaction that he was seeking. But before we go to that, let's hear on what China is saying. The Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman, Geng Shuang, has reacted. We do not want a trade war, but we are not afraid of one either. We believe that to resolve a trade issue, dialogue is better than confrontation. Not a great surprise there. What you would expect to be firm, to say they're not going to stand down, to say if anything they're going to stand up, and that this has been an issue not only to do with trade, but this is an issue of principle that is going to lay down some groundwork for its relationship and how it works with the Trump administration, which is not yet at its halfway mark. Let's move, though, to the U.S. Senate. Wilbur Ross speaking over there. We've tried negotiation. I myself have been four or five times in China negotiating over the last year or so. And the president has concluded that we need more than just negotiation. Let's go over to Ron Wyden, a senior U.S. senator for the state of Oregon. I've heard from Pacific Northwest cherry growers who've got nearly 1.5 million boxes of cherries ready to ship to China. They're worried those cherries are going to end up stuck on the dock or rotting in a warehouse due to China's retaliation. So the human angle, I think, is increasingly taking a large chunk of the narrative as politicians continue to justify this trade dispute with its huge economic partner. Let's move down to Jack DeLille. He's a professor of law and professor of political science over at the University of Pennsylvania. He's also there, the director of the Center of East Asian Studies. So in a way, he provides a very complete picture. One of the things you heard in the hearings before Congress today with Wilbur Ross was the quite obvious point that if you throw these kinds of tariffs up on Chinese goods and if China retaliates, you not only raise the prices of things that happen to be exported, you know, get on the boat, as it were, in China before coming here, but you're talking about disrupting complex global supply chains. You're talking about hurting not only American consumers, but American producers and American exporters. Uh, And it can very quickly become a lose-lose situation. So far, the focus has been on the deficit. The deficit itself, in terms of the numbers, is not precise and there isn't necessarily one number that all sides agree on. But let's move past the numbers and ask whether the deficit itself, whether that should be the focus. Orrin Hatch is the senator for Utah. Where he's different is that not only is he a Republican from the same party as Mr. Trump, but he's also the longest-serving Republican senator in U.S. history. Mr. Secretary, as you consider these tariffs, know that you are taxing American families. You are putting American jobs at risk. 
and you are destroying markets, both foreign and domestic, for American businesses. He's talking again about damage being done, not only by this trade dispute, but the longer it continues to play itself out with no guarantee that there will be a resolution at the end of that, there will be damage, there will be harm, there will be a price to pay for Americans. Obviously, in China, it's going to have a big effect. The stock market in China in the past couple of days dropping 3.8% amidst fears of a move from these threats to a full-blown trade war. My take is that it's not just about countries and governments and who wins, but it's also about people and understanding that their dignity and also their rights, their human rights, is paramount to everything else. Well, that's it for this week. I'm James Chow from Me in London and our editorial teams in Hong Kong and New York. Take care and see you again for your China-US Focus podcast.